And a happy Wednesday to you all. This is uh, the minute 48. Did you really just say the... you all? Really? You all. Okay, you want me to try this again? Yeah, let's try this again. Okay, here we go. Happy Wednesday, everybody. It's minute 48 of the airport minute. Right here, we're counting down, well, we're counting up the 137 minutes of the greatest disaster movie ever made. I am one of your hosts, Jim O'Kane of TVDads.com. Mark? Mark? <laughs> okay, this wait, is staying wait. in. Wait, the... now can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. Oh, this piece of no, shut down. Accidentally <laughs> pressed a button. This is definitely okay. staying in. <laughs> We're sta- this is staying in. Okay. No, it can't stay in. Come on, I just. <laughs> I'll I'll drop a Petroni over it. Shut down, Joe Petroni. <laughs> All right. Do I... Let me try this. Let me try this again. The third I am time is host. the charge. Uh, okay. The charm. Charge. Charm. All right, we will start from here. Beep, beep, beep. Happy Wednesday, everybody. This is Minute 48 of the Airport Minute. I'm Jim O'Kane, one of your hosts of TVDads.com. And I'm Mark Cerulli, your other host of CovertOps.tv. And Jim, why don't you introduce our special guest? Here's my eldest son, James O'Kane of Oregon. Yes, we don't talk about the uh, the younger son. He's he's the son not spoken of. All right, he's the son in the basement. <laughs> Daddy, let me out, please. Stop it! Stop it! Stop We're it. recording. Just keep... Yes, he keeps saying Guerrero, Guerrero, <laughs> Guerrero. But once again, we are talking about Airport, the movie, the 1970 Ross Hunter production, and. We continue to find new things. Here we are, still in that planning session with Commissioner Ackerman and dear old Mel Bakersfeld, who are talking about buying out Meadowood and basically uh, sho- shoveling it out of existence and creating a giant new airport. They did a really good job of making him look tired in this one. He's, he looks exhausted. He's just yeah. shoulders forward. Uh. A very long night. Commissioner Ackerman has told him that they're going to uh, close Lincoln International and Mel said, no, we're going to keep it open. Ackerman says that he's going to go talk to the other commissioners and get him in big, big, super double trouble. So Mel says, uh, well, you can fire me, but I'm going to keep this airport over and as long as uh, we've got the uh, FAA minimums. And then uh, Mel does the equivalent of a mic drop and walks out of that really... Uh, depressing. <sighs> depressing, yeah. And, and those are really <laughs> cheap-looking doors. For Aren't such they? Lavish production. They look like plywood. Yeah. And all those little bricks that are actually like triple cinder blocks, but they're carved out to look like bricks. But, you know, he still did the, the, the Burt Lancaster smoldering stare, which is always good. Yeah, and you can tell there's extra Aquanet in his hair so that he can uh, look ruffled while not, look, not, while not being ruffled. Mm-hmm. He marches out the door, leaving Ackerman to his own devices. And then we cut then, to the most uh, depressing door in the history of uh, doors. Well, you, you, you like the juxtaposition because he's going from, you know, the door of the airport to the door of Guerrero's home. Yeah, that's Oh, that's that true. Ross and, Hunter. Uh, right. he, know, he knows how to do juxtapositions. We're back in what looks like a tenement from 1905. And, and uh, dear old Inez is getting back from her uh, duties at the 
world's shabbiest coffee shop. Right. Cafe it's, Salmonella. So, obviously not yeah. poor enough to leave the lights off when they're gone. I mean, that, that <laughs> whole place is fully lit when she walks in. So, you know. Hey, it, it's all bills paid, and they probably have rights to the pool and the, the sauna downstairs. And back then, you know, electricity was a nickel. Per, uh, per hour, so. Well, it was, it was you know, they're getting a check back for $3.76, so I think every nickel counts in this case. Yeah, well, I wonder how much the special delivery cost to deliver that uh, that $3 check, but she, what we're, what we're talking about is uh, Inez has leaned down to find this little uh, door hanger on, on, her, on her door saying that there was an attempted delivery, and actually it was not an attempted delivery because it was successful. She, they delivered it, and there it was. Yeah, they kicked it under her door. Yeah, so they, was that they a Tiffany it. lamp in the background? I wonder. Yeah. She could pawn that, and all their financial issues <laughs> would be solved. There you go. Yeah, they, they catch up. But uh, she opens up the letter, and uh, if for those of you watching on the uh, Universal Home Videos uh, Blu-ray edition, which you really should, should rush to... out and buy. Yeah, uh, they'll be very happy if you get that. In fact, you could buy it through uh, uh, AirportMinute.com, can't you? Easily, it's on. It's on every page. If you look to the right-hand side of the episode guide, you'll be able to find it immediately and have it delivered to your door the next morning. Uh, possibly, you know, by special delivery. <laughs> I don't know if it'll get under your door. But today, if you use USPS, they're going to leave a door tag and uh, completely uh, impossible hours to go retrieve it from ten miles yeah. away from your house. Now, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the twenty-first century, gentlemen. If you have the option, select FedEx. You'll appreciate it. <laughs> well, there's another nickel for us. Um, so. Inez is reading this uh, letter, which is helping to determine the time and place. And I think we are actually looking at two typos on that one letter. The ni- 1970, I, don't, I think the date of everything happening here is January 9th, 1970. It's a Friday night. And that's, uh, that's, I just want to say that's terrifying that you know that, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> well, well it's, we're doing this minute by minute, and I'm getting down to the microseconds. So... If you look at it, uh, it's dated, uh, they, they had gone over Tuesday, January 16th, but January 16th wasn't a Tuesday. I think it was January 6th that they're ap- actually referencing. Wow, you then went they, deep. Then wow. they went, if, if you notice the check, the check is made out on December 19th, but actually I think it was made out Friday the 9th. They probably finished the books for the weekend and then mailed this out. Special delivery, it would arrive the same day. That was... That was how good the special delivery was back in the day. They could they could get it to you if they finished it in the morning. They could get it to you by ten o'clock that night. Well, the check looks like it's dated January nineteenth. Right, and I think there's I think they added a one at the beginning of each one of those. It should be January sixth for the uh, the date of when uh, the records were made, and I think the check should actually be made out for January 9th. because oh. otherwise. The 19th is a Tuesday. I think this is the start of a weekend. That's why, I mean, there's a whole bunch of clues like this. Like Joe and Marie were going to have their night on the town, and it's the start of the weekend, so they dump the kids off at Joe's mom's house. So mm-hmm. I, I think all these things point to a Friday in January, and I think the most likely Friday is uh, Friday, January 9th, 1970. I'm, um, I'm speechless. I, I, well, <laughs> what can I say? Well, if you want to go further, we're looking at Mr. Dio Guerrero's, uh, the header on that business letter. It's made out to 627 East 51st Street in Chicago. Yeah. Um, doing a Google map search, that's the north side of Washington Park. Apparently, they live at the tennis courts of Washington Park in Chicago. <laughs> well, the tennis courts are part of the history of Chicago where they tore down you know, poor people's housing to put up uh, playgrounds for the rich. I mean, that's really the whole history of Chicago since then. So. Well, 
I think once they had the uh, the great Guerrero massacre of uh, of 1970, they tried to just obliterate all history of everything there from the uh, the coffee shop. Wasn't the... wasn't that part of Chicago where bad bad Leroy Brown lived? That would be the south side. Ah, We're on ah. the east side of Chicago. Oh, my Jim Croce trivia is, is just yeah, yeah. it's it's not there today. <laughs> I I'm wondering where the city trust and bank company is because that address is actually far north. It's up by um it's north of Evanston. Uh I forgot I had looked it up before. Uh somewhere in uh, Highland Park, I think. Or no, I'm sorry, Deerfield. The only Holmes Avenue is up in Deerfield, uh Illinois. I would like so, to just point out from a filmmaking perspective, there were probably ten of those checks and letters printed up, you know, from the from the prop department, and uh, I'm sure they're floating around somebody's attic out here in sunny SoCal. I'm I'm just wondering if there's, you know, how many of these were used in other Chicago-based movies? They might have been used in things like, uh, you know, The Untouchables or something. Mm-hmm. Although that wouldn't be uh, uh, matched matching the time frame. If anyone has one, try and cash it today. Let's see what happens. What's the worst that could happen? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, in watching this, I was wondering how much are we supposed to pay attention to what's in the letter? You know, for $3.76, Dio's whole big plan fell apart. Mm-hmm. And you notice how long the camera lingered on that letter. That would never happen today. No, that would be just a... It would be, it was, or, or, it would be like a moving camera anyway, shaking, so you couldn't read it. She'd be reading it out loud. Right, 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 right. And she'd just go, what's this? Overcharged for a ticket? When did I buy a ticket to Rome? And we should point out that years and years ago, what, 40 years ago... Women did walk around with, with kerchiefs <laughs> over their hair for some reason. Yes, the bushkas, yeah. yeah right, exactly. And she thinks she's in Grozny, Chechnya. Well, she's it's cl- it's close to Siberia anyway. She's in Chicago <laughs> exactly. in January. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> That's America's own little Siberia in the winter. She's completely gobsmacked by the whole thing, yeah. and she fortunately has a phone <laughs> that she can call Transglobal. Well, it's a hall phone. Fortunately, yeah. Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Uh, uh, Mastrushki from next door wasn't using it to, to call well, Sun and Grozny. Well, hang on a second. Is she calling Transglobal or is she calling Worldwide Travel Agency? No, she calls the Transglobal agent because in the next minute they'll say, thank you for calling Transglobal. Yeah, but that's the thing that I don't understand. I mean, it, it, she's calling Worldwide Travel Agency Chicago, uh, but they answer at Transglobal. And we can keep going on here, but I want to I want to point out that it, uh, there's some things that just don't quite pass the sniff test. Maybe it's a uh, time compression. They skipped the part where she called Worldwide Travel and they said, "Oh, I'm sorry, you want to call Transglobal for any information about their flights." But then, but then the uh, flight attendant asks, um, or she asks the, the uh, regis- reservations person, "Is there any flights going to Rome?" As if there's one flight in all of the world going to Rome and it just happens to be leaving from Chicago. There's no from which city ma'am you know there's no no yeah. backup of <laughs> what are you talking about which flight which airline it doesn't well maybe well, was... maybe she's not di- she's dialing the 312 number so it's just the chicago one mm. uh, maybe maybe that's just the chicago offices of tga which i am assuming is somewhere in the neighborhood of uh of tanya livingston I'm, I'm thinking somewhere else on that floor they probably have the the office out at the airfield i don't know how do you know, think they, they... they grabbed that shot i'm i'm guessing they they went down to the uh, the reservation uh, department for the uh, theme park and just shot it there. No, no, but, you think this is all? No, and besides, back in Uni- Universal in 1970, the the theme park was mostly just handled out of an office right there. Yeah. It wasn't uh, 
they they weren't accepting phone reservations. You know, this is really long ago. Yeah, I, I think it's just it's just a set. They grabbed a bunch of terminals. Early Macintoshes, tape. by the looks of them. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, Delta wouldn't have had any problems if they hired this lady. She knows the entire yeah. flight schedule off the <laughs> top right. of her head. Just the every airline departure going to Rome in the world. Right. She she has it right there, right off that. Maybe she flips the page kind of cursorily just to you make it look like she's got a look, but yeah. no, she knows. She knows. She knows. Yeah. Let me speak to Agent Rain Man, please. <laughs> Uh, no computer. Way, if you were to no, get this then. same shot today, you would have to fly to the Philippines or Bangalore to get that oh, same shot. Oh, no, actually, you wouldn't get that. You wouldn't get it. All you'd do is you'd have an app. They'd be, she'd be spinning her thumb through an app, going Rome, Rome, Rome. Huh? Siri, where where's the next flight to Rome? And you still wouldn't be able to find out who's on the flight. Right. So they, she yeah, knows that that they never give away out. Or, or today it would be some. She'd be looking on his Facebook. Going, you know, she'd be sneaking into his Facebook, going, "Oh, <laughs> right, check, right. checked in at Lincoln International." Do you really think oh. Guerrero would have a Facebook page? Oh, he probably has a whole manifesto. Now, why doesn't why doesn't she have one of those horns? You know, the ones they would glue onto the back of the headset so you could prop the receiver up yeah, on your shoulder. I mean, you'd think that that would be her her most prized office possession is the horn to hold the phone up to her face. The very angry woman behind, in the row behind her in the middle has one. She's good really? Yeah. Who's probably uh, Russ Hunter's eldest daughter, right. I would think. Everybody back there is a friend of the producer or somebody from the publicity department at Universal who always wanted to be in a movie and needed one more screen credit to get their SAG card. So they're all, they're all earning it right here. Right. No, you're not going to Vegas this weekend. You're going to be in the movie. Yes, I need I need four of you to stay stay after late. We're going to shoot this scene. But Daddy, the Rat Pack is playing Caesars. Well, it's it a is few a few years after the Rat Pack. Yeah, well, the Rat Pack were you know actually the Rat Pack was in this movie. So not in the scene though. <laughs> one, you know, no, no. <laughs> well, you don't know who's under the desk. That's true. It's it's, it's a le- it, it, yeah. This is this is not even second unit. This is probably like third unit. Right. We got to pick up this scene. This and- is Ross' grandson. I can't. When you're done mowing the lawn, come over to Universal tomorrow. <laughs> now, why why is there a curtain in the background of this office? I mean, is that normal in the offices? In the, or is this one of the you know one of Mark's uh, sound stages that he's going to crush all our hopes and dreams that this could be real? Well, I I think it's just there because if they put anything more in the background, they'd have to pay to build it. So or, or pay for the extras. Yeah, we're going to have to stop it right here. <laughs> So I still can't get over how well lit that hallway is at uh, Maureen Stapleton's shabby tenement. That is lit by Klieg lights on the on the roof. It, it must be visible from space. I think it's it's lit by all the um, lights in everyone's apartments that no one bothers to turn off when they're away. <laughs> exactly, it's coming through the transoms. Now, do you think Maureen Stapleton checked the the uh, change slot to see if there was a dime in there? I bet she did. It could be. It's a uh, oh, it's a uh, free you know, call. I'm one up. <laughs> How did she get? Remember back in the uh, in the diner, she had dumped her last dime to give to uh, Dio to go, you know, to go on his theoretical trip to uh, Milwaukee. So she's got no cash at all. How did she have money for the taxi to get there? Um, the taxi. I mean, uh, that, well, that's her. That's her next step. Yeah, we're she's got to get out ahead to, of ourselves. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, we on, are getting. I'm just. Saying, does she have any money at home? Do you think she had another ring? I think, ring I think she has a secret stash of dimes to make phone calls. Well, it, for it's in the couch. The she, she had a flip yeah. over yeah. the sofa. <laughs> right. <laughs> Shake it. It's under Check. the beer stain on the couch. Check the ottoman. You know, right right behind the radiator. So when, whenever he gets angry and gets drunk, he starts throwing dimes at her. And when she ducks, they land in the radiator. <laughs> so she goes back there. Or maybe, 
Maybe these are all the tips that she made at the uh, the shift change. She mm. just made it all at the end there. Or she just took it out of the till, you know, when, when yeah. the manager's not looking. She swiped She's the button. She's not going to need this. He, she's gotten home. It's about, would you say this is, she probably had the whole place ready to go closed up at 10 o'clock. I think the minute the clock strikes 10, she hit the road and locked up. So it's probably, what, 10 after 10 here? You're not getting a travel agent on the phone at 10 after 10. This, is, this doesn't make sense. So well, maybe she didn't a, call Trans Global Direct. Yeah, she, she had the... There, there must be some kind of a, a thing, at least running till midnight. Uh, but she... So she's, say, an hour away from the airport? I don't know. You know, it, it's very... Conf- like, I'm trying to figure out how does she figure her next steps. Well, we'll we'll find out about that a little bit more tomorrow. I think I, I, we'll, let's let's di- let's dive into that more for the uh, for our Thursday show. But I think we've beaten this one to death. It's uh, we've patroned yeah. it into the ground. We've dug a ten degree angle out on both sides. So, but I you know the other thing is we're going to be saying goodbye to the, uh, the this dreadful apartment. I will I will miss this apartment for the rest of the movie. Not me. I, I, I was getting depressed just looking at it. It's a real fixer-upper. Yeah. I can see this is a before thing on HGTV. I mean, well, now it's kinda... probably a half million dollar condo. Yeah, yeah. They. No, it's they, not. It's not a tennis court. We were discovered. They yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> right, right, right. Never mind. She'd, she'd be hovering in midair. Uh, well, we will leave uh, the tennis court acres here. And uh, we'll pick this all up tomorrow when we can find out what's dear Inez going to do about Dom getting on a plane to Rome. That should be uh, understandably interesting. I can't wait. If uh, you live in the Chicagoland area, uh, anywhere where you've played tennis on, uh, <laughs> on what used to be Inez's tenement, please uh, comment on that and let us know. You can uh, reach out to us in a couple of different social media ways. We are Airport Minute on Facebook. We are Airport Minute on Twitter. We have our great big website at airportminute.com where you can leave a comment at every episode. You can also uh, subscribe to us every Monday through, well, you can subscribe to us Monday through Monday but you can get our Monday through Friday episodes delivered direct to your mobile device on iTunes. Just uh, go to iTunes, search for Airport Minute, and there you are. Subscribe. Hit the subscribe button. And if you could please leave a really great, you know, uh, however many stars it is, five or more than that, review, we would appreciate that too. Because the more people review, the more people that say good things, the more people find the site, and then, you know. And then it's uh, just fame and fortune for all of us, really. Yeah, I think you'll you'll be well, known only, you'll be only if you get them all to buy something through Amazon.com on your website. Then it's fame right. and fortune. Otherwise, it's just a wasted effort. It's just anonymity and and squalor. I'm, uh, yes. We'll just be more, we'll just be Dom Guerreros. Shame and uh, shame and gla- un- glaring at each other at, at Thanksgiving. You'll, you'll end up at snow desk for the rest of your life. It'll just never uh. go from there. Oh, and by the way, if you were an extra in that reservation center, call center scene, please, we'd love to hear from you. Yes, tell, tell us what the glory days were like, sitting yeah. third row back. Actually, if you know what terminals they're typing in on, I'd love to, to get, get some info on that. Yeah, I'm guessing that they're Burroughs machines. They look kind of like a Burroughs machine, but I may be mistaken. Anyway, we, we, hopefully we'll find out from the people who really do know. Cue the music. Yes, we will, we will pick all this up tomorrow. Thank you, Mr. Bowen. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> wow, anyway, uh, contact Cleveland Center at 118.4 and have a good day. Bye. Bye. Nice going, sweetheart. Remind me to send a thank you note to Mr. Bowling. Mm-hmm.